Ben Shapiro releases a thread that has gone viral. It has been commented on by the likes of Elon Musk, who believes absolutely everything that, that Shapiro said. If you saw Shapiro's show, he talked about it in great length yesterday. Uh, but let's go through this thread because I think it's it's definitely worth it and it should scare the living crap out of you. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, it's Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you're having a great day. I hope you had a great day yesterday. Okay, uh, so DEI. DEI is a big deal uh, because it is beginning to infect everything within our society. If you don't know what DEI is, it's that woke diversity, equity, and inclusion, which basically says, hey, you got to hire more gay people. You got to hire more black people. You got to hire more trans people. You got to hire more women. You got to hire whichever, whatever that is. We don't even know what that is. And we will come after you if you don't. And this has happened. The government has actually really participated in things that they shouldn't. For example, um, football. One of the things with football, and you'll hear it a little bit, someone does talk about it. In football, there there's DEI initiatives to get more black coaches in. It doesn't matter if the coach is a good coach. It matters if the coach is the right color. Elon Musk, for example, and you see this everywhere. You see this in the teaching, in teaching. Educators now, they're, they're pushing the educators to be of color. Uh, colleges are doing this big time. Um, government employment, like the DMV or the IRS or any, the military is doing this. Here's the problem. In a lot of areas, you can do this DEI crap. Corporations can do it. The military can do it, even though that's not really a good idea. But the teachers, you can throw in a teacher there, and you will see nothing but poor performance. And But okay, there's poor performance. The problem is, what happens when you stick DEI into things that really require good performance or people die? One of the things that the Daily Wire has brought up recently is the airline industry. The airline industry is putting in people of color into the air traffic controllers to be air traffic control. And this is scary because you don't want a guy who doesn't know what he's doing or a woman who doesn't know what they're doing. They're just not very good at their job. You don't want them landing planes, directing planes that are carrying 200 passengers. You see this in airline pilots. Now there is this push, especially by Delta, which I think is a good airline, to get people who are doing baggage handling trained and into a cockpit. So I, I, I'm not kidding you. Two things, two jobs in the airline industry that have nothing to do with each other. A baggage handler and an airline pilot. By the way, most of the airline pilots... Well, it was like this, but most of the airline pilots actually were trained by the military. They were in the Air Force. They've been, if you're riding in a 747, yeah, that guy who's flying that plane has been flying that plane for 50 years. That guy who's flying that plane has fl probably flown jets in the military. They, they've probably flown big planes in the military. They've been doing that for that long. Well, so Ben Shapiro releases this post because, uh, again, um, Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro's of the Daily Wire. He is one of the owners of the Daily Wire. Matt Walsh, who is also t with the Daily Wire, brought up the airline industry. He released a, not a thread, not a Twitter thread, but he released a video about DEI in the airline industry. And it was truly terrifying. Everyone from the baggage handlers all the way on up to the engineers that design the planes are now being infected by this DEI. And he brings up certain things like the engines catching fire while the plane is flying. 
the door coming off of a, an Alaskan Airlines flight. One of the wings on one of the airplanes started losing bolts and they were just going to let it go. And all this has to do, mechanics, the engineers, they're not hired because they're the best at what they do. They're hired because of the color of their skin, which, by the way, is against the Constitution. You're not allowed to do that. If you happen to have, uh, if you happen to be a very good uh, pilot and you're white, you should be able to get that job. You should not get that job because you're white. So this is when Elon Musk read this, this Twitter thread. He retweeted it and he had some comments. And I'm not surprised he actually read this thing and he commented on it. And the reason is because Elon Musk is going through this crap. Elon Musk, of course, through SpaceX, has a bunch of engineers. And most of the engineers, I'm going to be careful here, are non-black now, what does that mean? Why did I have to be careful? Because he's got tons of Indian engineers. He has tons of Arab engineers. He has tons of Asian engineers. And he has tons of white engineers. Who does he not have? Doesn't have a lot of Hispanic engineers. Doesn't have a lot of black engineers. Well, that's one of the kickers with this DEI. It's when they say person of color, they're not talking person of color. They're talking specifically black. They're not even talking. They're not talking Asian. They're not talking Indian. Anybody, Indians or Asians. If you're Indian or Asian, you fall into the rubric of white. Hispanics, and Josie points this out to me all the time. Hispanics are thrown into the rubric of white. Well, the DOJ sued last year sued SpaceX because they didn't have enough black engineers. Now, Thomas Sowell has a book out that discusses this, and he basically says, well, I mean, black people have their their skill sets, and their skill sets typically are based on, based not based in engineering, and let's say medical doctors. That when you look at a medical doctor, for example, most medical doctors are Asian, Indian, or or are Asian or Indian, or white. That's just because medicine is a Western civilization thing. Asians and Indians, they really work hard to in their education and they become some of the best doctors. My doctor's Asian. So I, I don't have a white doctor. But the reality is some sect, some groups go more to certain jobs than other groups. And that's kind of a kicker. An example would be basketball for blacks. The entire NBA is black. Most of college basketball is black. Why is that? What's well, the athleticism? They're, blacks are typically bigger. I don't know if this is racist or not, but... Blacks are typically bigger. Blacks jump better. They're more athletic. The NFL, the the NFL, the NBA, even Major League Baseball, lots of black people. Okay, but there are other things. I mean, they 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 do have talents in other areas. The arts, for example, that is more in line to blacks, and you can see that with jazz and blues today with hip hop. It it never changes, and that's. That's part of the thing, and that's what Thomas Sowell, who is black, has said. He said there are just certain areas that people go into. Now, does that mean that, that Elon Musk doesn't have any black engineers? No, that's not true. He's black engineers. You just have to be the best in your field. And most blacks don't go into engineering. You know who else doesn't go into engineering? A lot of women. There are, a lot of, there are white engineers... They're white women engineers, but not very many. Engineering, typically Asian. A lot of Arabic engineers. Uh, we used to, I used to work at an engineering firm, and, and basically half of the, our designers were Arab, Arab and a lot of white engineers. It's just the way it is. And Thomas Sowell says that's fine. If you're great at a field, that's what you do. Matter of fact, the head of our department 
was half Asian. He was an engineer, fantastic engineer. Guy didn't even have a college degree. He was just that pure at engineering, and he was an Asian. So it just shows you, you can be fantastic at your job, and you will have a job. Well, here's the problem. The DOJ said you don't have enough engine, you don't have enough black engineers, and they basically sued uh, SpaceX. Now, one of the things uh, Musk said, you don't have enough foreigners, is basically what they said. And what SpaceX basically replied was, well, we are following your regulations. SpaceX is a government contractor. They work with NASA. So they have limits on who they can hire. They can't just hire anyone they want. They can't even hire the best engineers if, they, if those engineers violate their regulations for the government. Because the stuff that Tesla divide, designs is based on um, export policy. It's called uh, ATAR, something like that. And so they can't actually have certain foreigners work on their on their equipment, even if they're residents. They have to be American citizens. This has been true when I worked with for the engineering firm. You can't get clearances, things like that. You you need, and you don't want a Chinese person fresh in from Beijing working on something that's going to end up on a government vehicle. You, you don't want that. And so basically that Chinese engineer, who's a fantastic engineer, he will not be allowed to work at SpaceX. That's just the law. But this is the problem. The government has bit into this DEI thing. Elon Musk had to deal directly with the government with this DEI thing. He totally disagrees with it. And he follows the laws and he's still being accused. You don't have enough people from Mexico. Well, here's a newsflash. Not a lot of engineers in Mexico. Not a lot of good engineers in Mexico anyway. We know that. So he got into trouble. So he, he made a comment on this and he reposted it. Of course, that made it more viral. So I want to go through this. Again, you can listen to this. On Ben Shapiro's show, if you listen to it, it's on YouTube also. Or you could go to dailywire.com and, and listen to the podcast. I don't know if you can actually watch the video. But it is really interesting. And that's one of the reasons why I'm starting later today. Because I wanted to go through this. So let's start it. Here's the first thread. DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, in medicine means that even doctors, if doctors inj injure patients they might still be protected, even promoted. It means that top hospitals are abandoning key metrics when hiring surgeons. And it means research by whites may be disregarded. Here's what I found. Okay, a couple of things. And we see this in government, by the way. You can be completely incompetent, but if you're the right skin color, you'll fit right into the Democratic Party. AOC couldn't be one of the most, couldn't be any more incompetent if she needed to be. But because she's Hispanic, they absolutely love her. Hakeem Jeffries, completely, completely incompetent. His ideas suck. Well, his ideas, he doesn't have his own ideas. He just goes off the leftist ideology. He is like an automaton. He's a robot. That's all he is. Completely incompetent in his job. And will stick to whatever ideology is out there. But he's got the right skin color. So you see this quite a bit. And this skin color, it protects them. Now, should this be, should this be a surprise? A doctor goes in, removes, uh, has to remove a finger or something. And he removes the finger from the wrong hand. And that doctor not only get doesn't get disciplined, but that doctor gets promoted. Do we see this in society today? Of course we do. Prisoners. Criminals. Because you have the right skin color as a criminal, you're released. There was a horrid accident on Sunday. Horrid accident. A guy is doing 70 miles an hour after a concert. If you go on Twitter or X... 
The video is there and it's really disturbing. He's doing 70 miles an hour, runs through a red light, slams into a mother and her daughter, kills them both instantly. The guy was out within 12 hours. He was given a $200,000 bond. He only had to pay $200,000 bond. He only had to pay 10% of that. And he was released. This guy murdered two people. Now, you're not hearing a lot about this on the news. Even Fox News doesn't talk about this. But the two women, white, him, black. But he's got the right skin color. So he is not necessarily thrown. Meanwhile, Jason Penny or whatever his name is, the guy who killed a nut job who was threatening people on a train in New York, he's taken and he's thrown in jail and he's in there for three, four days before he's released. And that guy did it for self-defense. So you can see there's much difference. So now we're going to get into the meat of the thread where Ben Shapiro is actually going to talk, give evidence. So number two, thread number two. Sources tell me Wake Forest Medical School is about to graduate Kishel Del Rosario, the med student who injured a conservative patient and bragged about it. Wake Forrest allowed Rosario to lay low and take a voluntary leave of absence when this scandal broke. So this was her this was her comment. She was replying she was replying to another user and this is what she said. This is that Del Rosario. I had a patient I was doing a blood draw on to see my pronoun on see my pronoun pin and loudly laughed to the staff. She her? Well of course it is. What other pronouns even are there? It? I missed his vein, so he had to get stuck twice. So this woman, and and she will get to what it is, she goes in and brags about hurting this patient. I don't know if you've ever gotten a blood draw and they miss the vein. It hurts. Because typically when they miss, they hit the muscle and you end up with a big bruise. Well, this gal basically got offended because this person didn't use the right pronouns or laughed at the pronoun thing, which let's face it, it's funny. And so this gal sticks her a couple of times and brags about it on Twitter. First off, if you're going to do that, I, I don't know if you hear the dog snoring in the background, but yeah, the dog snoring in the background. Listen, if you're going to do something as cruel, sick, as that, don't post it on Twitter. Oops, I made a mistake. My wife does blood draws all the time. She makes mistakes all the time. It happens. But don't admit it. Okay, thread number three. I'm also told that UPenn Health has hired Ewan Lu, Del Rosario's classmate, who said it seemed karmatic when she injured the patient who mocked her pronoun pin. Wake Forest showered Lou with awards for excellence in patient care, and she now focuses on LGBTQ plus health. Here's what Lou said. Heard this story firsthand weeks ago, and seems like people are misinterpreting, understandably from the phrasing, to clarify the mystic was completely an accident and just karmatic. She is kind and professional and would never harm anyone intentionally. Well, I'm going to I'm going to tell you something. First off, that's not what the gal said. The gal said the patient mocked her pronoun pin and she went in and missed. The gal didn't it, why would those two things be be why would those two things be parallel or be brought up in the same statement unless one led to the other? You made fun of my pronoun pin, so I'm going to stick you with the needle and miss on purpose. Of course it was on purpose. And this gal is coming is coming out, not even feeling bad for the person who got stuck twice. She says he deserves it. Okay, continuing, thread number four. Both UPenn and Lou's Medical School, Wake Forest, have attempted to hide Lou's hiring. So, again, UPenn realizes that hiring this Lou was a bad idea. 
Okay. Wake Forest didn't list Lou's hospital and graduation material, and UPenn doesn't list Lou's medical school on its website. So essentially what happened is you look, at, he posted another picture, and it shows uh, three, other doc- uh, three other doctors, <coughs> Emma whatever, because it's, it's redacted. Of course, she, her pronouns, and it's got her medical school, Harrison, whatever. Of course, he, him pronouns. Got to have that. His school. Spencer, whatever his name is, because it's been redacted. Columbia University. And then you and Lou, she, her pronouns, of course. And no description of where she went to school. Why'd they do that? Because it was embarrassing. They didn't want, they didn't want her associated with school. Because this was not good. What she did was wrong. And they know it. See, here's the whole problem. DEI, when when something happens that's really bad, DEI forgives. We can't nail her because she's an Asian woman. We can't, we cannot condemn her being an Asian woman. She's a doctor. That's all that counts. It doesn't matter that she's a bad doctor. It doesn't matter that she's filled with ideology, hateful ideology to the point that she would hurt somebody. She is an Asian woman. That's all that counts. Okay, so let's get to thread number five. This is the Norman medicine. We meet award-winning Duke surgical resident Vignesh Rahman. At an internal DEI lecture, Rahman says his heart sinks when he has patients who watch Fox News or wear MAGA hats. He celebrates having majority non-white population to treat. And we can hear this. Let's listen to his actual comment. You know, the thing is, we are in the South, right? And unlike a lot of the like hospitals in the Northeast or in the West, we serve a very Southern population. This is not a VIP hospital. People are not like flying in from Qatar to get treated here. We treat patients who are just from the community in the South. And yes, my heart sinks every time I go into a room and I watch them watching Fox News or they have a MAGA hat on or they're wearing a Confederate belt, right? I, these are the patients that we treat. But Geraldine, I, I will say that the one very good thing about the South that I enjoy is exactly what I alluded to earlier is that we don't treat VIPs. We treat people from our community and our community, as, as Auri explained, is majority non-white. And it is wonderful to treat such a diverse group of people in every regard. And that's not an experience that I had in my sabais in other places uh, or that my friends have training in other programs. So in other words, it's non-white. That's who he enjoys treating, doesn't like conservatives. He's basically politicized medicine. He's living by his ideology. Now, I want to point out a couple of things here. A doctor shouldn't give a shit about your political ideology. It shouldn't make any difference. It shouldn't make any difference what a patient says to you. A patient can absolutely hate you. That's your job is to treat that patient, whether that patient's an asshole or not. And it doesn't matter. Definitely shouldn't matter what color his skin is. But this guy is is going out there and saying he enjoys treating people that aren't white. Now, I, I also want to point something else with this guy that he doesn't seem to understand. He's Indian. He's Asian. A lot of Asian doctors. Can I let you in on a little newsflash? He's actually considered white. These people don't understand. They're going to go after him. He is considered white. We already know Japanese and Koreans are cons- and even Chinese are considered white. We know that Hispanics, for the most part, will be the new white. You hear it all the time when a Hispanic is arrested. Well, he's a white Mexican or whatever they they say. They eat their own. Eventually, eventually, he's going to be eaten up by this DEI thing. And by the way, it isn't just limited to Asians. It's not just limited to whites. DEI eats eats blacks too. Thomas Sowell is a prime example. Clarence Thomas. 
They are the faces, they're the black faces of white supremacy. You've heard this before. It's the ideology. It's only the ideology. And the ideology eats anyone. It will eat its own. It always has. There are dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of examples of this. All right, so let's get to number six here. By the way, I threw this together this morning. So if it seems a little bit, if I start rambling, that's why. So let's see, number six. Raman adds that post-George Floyd, Duke made a concerted effort to stop hiring so many walls of white men. He says the team is now, uh, quote, abandoning all sorts of metrics and adopting a completely holistic application uh, practice in order to recruit more women and non-white men. Let's listen to this. Let's listen to his uh, statement here because this is, am this is amazing because it goes against everything that the Civil Rights Act did. It goes against the Constitution. Everything that blacks were fighting for for 150 years is thrown out with this statement. Let's listen. 2020 and George Floyd and those events happened and sort of collectively galvanized the consciousness of Duke University and certainly our department to try to do something and recognizing this like centuries long history of racism and slavery in which Duke University essentially was founded, on which it was founded, and that's when we sort of had to confront uh, the, the history of the institution, the history of our department, the 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 the, the, the walls of white men uh, that are draped across our, our hallways, and 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 that's when we we started to start to think that maybe something should change, something should change within ourselves, uh, in, in in who comprises this department. In terms of the faculty, in terms of the residents, significant inequity in representation in our program. And it's something that we've been consciously, deliberately working hard to change over the last several years. Um, some of the things that we that we have done in addition to what Lillian presented, uh, I think the most important thing we've, we've done is really systemic changes to our recruitment process uh, to try to recruit diverse residents to our program and then to retain and support those diverse residents after they get to our program. So part of this has involved transitioning to completely holistic review process that we spoke about earlier today, um, abandoning you know, all sort of metrics and screens, um, looking at people's life story and, and what brought them into surgery. Um, and then the other part of it is increasing the diversity of the people who read the applications. Right, because that's an important component of ensuring that we get diverse residents into our program. Um, and then once residents get here, um, how do we how do we support them? He says they're making systemic changes. That's what he's saying. He's saying we're making systemic changes. You know what the changes they're making? Racist. They're inserting racism racism into the system. They're bringing back Jim Crow. They're bringing back separate water fountains. Eventually, you're going to have to find a doctor who's going to treat you if you're white. That's what they're bringing back. And what does it mean when the system is racist? That's called systemic racism. One of the only things these guys, what these guys always do is they accuse the other of what they're doing. So, for example, you got Hakeem Jeffries who keeps screaming and, and AOC and all these people keep screaming about systemic racism when in fact they are they want systemic racism you have the college colleges who keeps who separate who separate the um the classes from graduation so blacks have their own graduation hispanics have their own whites have their own graduation that becomes systemic that's systemic discrimination so systemic racism the only difference between what they're doing today and what they were doing back in the 1950s, 1940s is that now it's against white people. So it'll be white people who have their own water fountains. It, it, it's it's, it's kind of sick. And again, 
I don't give a rat's ass about someone's life story. I don't give a rat's ass about the color of their skin. I give a rat's ass only about whether they're going to fix my knee when they operate and I'm going to get out of it alive and able to walk. I only give a rat's ass if my daughter who needs appendix surgery is going to wake up and be okay and not get an infection. That's all I care about. I don't give a shit about your life story. It means nothing to me. This is one of the big problems that, that blacks have. And I've said it already once or twice. I've said it once. I got into, an, uh, not an argument, because the guy brought it out of nowhere and he's an idiot. So I didn't even bother. But he sat there and said the healthcare system is screwed up because of uh, because white people are trying to keep black people down. I looked at him and I said, that is the stupidest effing thing I've ever heard. And I actually used effing. That is the dumbest. I can get away with this. This guy, he's black. Uh, that is the stupidest effing thing. He does. Here's, here's the kicker with the, he doesn't actually believe what he said. He does not believe what he said because I sit there and I talk to him for five minutes on, he's completely on my side. We got in the same argument about gender and he, by the end of the conversation, he was agreeing with me. All right. He still didn't agree. He still was on the left, but he agreed. Well, yeah, I, I, I would do the same thing. So he said, well, why would you think, why, why do you think that? I said, you, white people don't care about black people enough to sit there and make an effort to destroy a system, a system that white people use, by the way, in order to suppress black people. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I told him, and, and this is a reality. White people don't give a shit about your race anymore. We really don't. It's black people who keep bringing it up. It's people of color who keep bringing it up. In 2000, before Barack Obama, between, I'd say, the late 80s and all the way up until Barack Obama was president, no one talked about race. No one gave a shit. And people like me, we still don't give a shit. I don't give a rat's freaking ass what color you're, you are. I don't give a rat's freaking ass about your truth. I don't give a rat's ass about your story. Can you remove my appendix without me dying on the table? That's the question. But this guy, but when you hear guys like this speak, he should be, he should remove, he loses medical license for saying this. Because if I'm a white guy, I'm walking into this guy, who, by the way, again, he's an Indian. He's considered white, according to the left. And I see this guy, and he's the only one who can treat me. I'm, I'm walking away. I'm afraid. Okay, so continuing, number seven. Rahman also tweeted that he won't, amp, quote, amplify, end quote, medical literature involving only white men. Because it's not as if white men have ever advanced medicine or anything. And this is what this Vignesh Rahman said. I would say even for academic publications, I don't want to amplify the work of white men who only collaborate with other white men. You've got to be kidding me. Here's the thing. If you're reading a medical journal, okay, and you see a new proposed operation or process, if you're worried about the color of the guy who wrote the article or guys who wrote the article, you're doing medicine wrong. Because here's the thing. The article is not about who wrote it. It's about the procedure itself. And you should be focused on that. Is it a better procedure? And his job when he reads these articles is to say, yes, that's a better procedure or no, this is what's wrong with the procedure. Not whether the guy is a black trans woman. It, that is irrelevant. It's the idea. And if these guys are not focused on the processes, focused on health, focused on medicine, and it doesn't sound like this Vignesh Rahman is focused on medicine. He's only focused on ideology. The medical field will fall apart. And by the way, he doesn't want to amplify um, 
the articles by white men, I got some bad news for you. Most of them are by white men. All of modern medicine is based on Western civilization. And that's what it comes down to. DEI is against Western civilization. That's what it is. DEI, matter of fact, most of the left, that's the only thing they're concentrating on is the destruction of Western civilization. They want to get rid of it. That's why you've got these environmentalists that they don't, they don't point to China or India when it comes to pollution. You don't see Greta Thunberg throwing a fit and how dare you and all that crap into China. China's not Western. It has nothing to do with Western civilization. It's about destroying capitalism, destroying Western civilization. DEI is just another way to do that. It's another weapon in their arsenal. Okay, so let's continue to number eight. I'm scrolling down. Okay, number eight. Vignesh Raman is just one example of a much larger trend. The American College of Surgeons, or ACS, recently gave its 88,000 members a definition of racism, quote racism, end quote, that implies it's impossible to be racist against white people. By the way, this is the Ibram X. Kendi thing. Let's listen to this. In defining racism, in the Defining Racism Part 1 forum, we define racism. I would like to take the time to restate the definition as a reference for the material that we will be discussing today. Racism is the marginalization and or oppression of people of color based on socially constructed racial hierarchy that privileges white people. Racism involves one group having the power to carry out systematic discrimination through the institutional policies and practices of the society and by shaping the cultural beliefs and values that support those racist policies and practices. That is straight out of Ibram X. Kendi. How to be an anti-racist. That's straight. In other words, believe you you believe what I believe, and you're an anti-racist. If you don't, you're a racist. And by the way, you're a racist anyway. Now notice how this this art this definition, by the way, that's not the definition of racism. Racism is one who thinks they are morally, intellectually superior to others based on skin color. That's what it is. Notice none of it has to do with uh, against white people or against black people. It doesn't define what race has the moral or intellectual superiority. It just says moral or intellectuals, and it goes into moral, intellectual, physiological. They go into all of that. But, but that's what it is based on skin color. It doesn't name a skin color. Here it names a skin color. Racism is a marginalization or oppression of people of color. So right off the bat, people of color cannot be racist. That definition is asinine. And people point it, point it out. That is not the definition of racism. You could be, if you're black, it's basically saying if you're black, you can't be racist. We all know that's not true. Okay. Racism involves uh, people to have the power to carry out systemic discrimination through the institutional policies and practices. Okay, here's a newsflash. Who has the power these days? Do whites really have the power now? Whites can't get a job or can't get into medical school now. That's what these people are saying. They can't get into a medical school because of the color of their skin. Does that seem like they have the power? Vigesh, Vignesh Rahman, who would consider himself a person of color, is basically saying, I'm not going to allow you into college. I'm not going to, I'm not going to amplify any of your writings because you're white. Who has the power there? The white person? This is one of the contradictions that the left always doesn't seem to understand. You're doing exactly what they did during Jim Crow. This is exactly what happened with Jim Crow. Okay, so let's get to nine here. It's just really incredible here. Okay, 
Thread 9. The ACS also invited Madeline B. Torres to explain to its members that, quote, when patients see physicians who look like them, they tend to do better, end quote. She also says grants and awards are being distributed to surgeons on the basis of minority status. Absolutely incredible. Let's listen to this. Where we're seeing evidence that diversity leads to improved outcomes with our patients. We know a lot of data that when patients see physicians that look like them, they tend to do better. They tend to have better compliance or outcomes are better. And medicine has really lagged behind in a sense of representing the population that we served. Um, so for example, the Association of Women Surgeons has a partner with the Latino Surgical Society and created liaison positions so that we have a word or say at the table in terms of what kind of what's important for our membership. Association for Academic Surgery does that, SAGES does that, SAT is doing that. The other thing that they're focused on, which I think is phenomenal, is they have um, developed grants and awards specifically for underrepresented minorities. So now to get an award, you don't even need to be good or the best. What's the point of the award then? Why are you calling it what it is? Just to say, oh, this is for for Hispanics in that case. That's not an award. That's not a grant. It, it, just we're going to only give money. We're going to give money to Hispanics because uh, they're Hispanic. Not that they deserve it or that they're the best, most qualified to get the grant, but that um, he's Hispanic. Again, this is illegal, by the way. But you shouldn't worry about it being illegal because that's only a small portion of it. What's scary about this is that these people are operating on you. And they're operating on you because they got the job because they are DEI. They're not operating on you because they are the best surgeons and the hospital hired the best surgeon. It's absolutely incredible. And you're... We're not talking Wake Forest, Columbia, Harvard. These are good schools, but they're turning to trash. And it's one thing if, uh, it's one thing if, let's say, some somebody was hired at a Costco because of DEI, and they don't put they don't set up their displays correctly it's another thing if these guys are flying planes and operating on you and they're not the best people for the job because people die but they continue on this way they continue on let's get to number 10 this is now the prevailing view in surgical medicine at a recent conference on dei at upenn where you and lou now works one surgeon says it's off-putting that so many surgeons are white men. Wait, all the people in this conference, they're all black. What what really what really gets me is is anyone preventing black people from being surgeons? Is anyone preventing black people from being engineers? The answer of course is no. It's just not the fields black people are going into. That's it. No one is saying you can't be a surgeon. My doctor is a brilliant guy. My doctor was an engineer and decided to be a medical doctor, went back to school and became a medical doctor. So he changed his mind halfway through his life. You know what? He had the option to do that. Don't go blaming white people because white people are going into medical school. That doesn't make sense. That's blaming, it's like blaming white people for becoming pilots. Is somebody stopping a black person from becoming a pilot? Okay, let's listen to these uh, these morons. And you should be really afraid. These are all surgeons. And they're complaining that there are too many white surgeons. Let's listen. You know, it's, I think surgery in general has been, you know, predominantly white and male dominated field. And that can be very um, off-putting and intimidating for somebody. Um, and I, you know, unfortunately, I think we've probably lost, you know, 
many brilliant minds just for that reason. They don't feel like they belong. They feel like they're an other. And I think even once you're here, it, it, you can very easily feel like an other just because you don't look like or share a lot of the same experiences as your peers. Um, oh, this is not off-putting to uh, this, the person that's being operated on by the person that knows what they're doing. You see, these people don't understand. No, not many people care about their surgeons. And by the way, this is going to have a backlash. This isn't going to go the way they want. Because it's the same thing with pilots. The, and I've heard this said multiple, by, multiple times in media, including by black people. If you're going to implement DEI, people are going to go to the white people because they're best at their jobs. They got to be good because they have to be good in order to have that job. You're going to walk into a hospital over at Wake Forest, right? And if you're not getting a you know sex change operation, which Wake Forest does, um, you're going to look for a doctor that's white. If you see a black doctor, the first question you're going to ask, one might ask themselves, I know I'm going to ask it, is going to be, did this doctor get into Wake Forest Hospital because he's a good doctor? Or did he get in because he's black? Whereas when you see a white doctor, there's going to be a breath of relief. And the reason is, you know, this doctor's got to be good. Because Wake Forest wouldn't hire him because he's white unless he was that good. That's what's going to happen. There's going to be a backlash. And it's going to be everybody. Black people are not going to go to a black doctor when they know that person's only been hired because he's black. You know who says that? Black people. They want the best too. They don't want a doctor who's going to base everything on the color of your skin. And by the way, how long is it going to be before these doctors actually F up surgeries because they just don't like the color of the skin of the patient? We already know that Dr. Lou did that. Okay, let's get to number 11. We're almost done. But... Let's see, da, 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 a little further down. All right. The doctors also state that surgery needs something like the NFL's Rooney Rule, which requires teams to interview minority candidates. But the doctors say surgery needs an expanded version that goes further and ensures that minority candidates are selected. I mean, just wow. Uh, I published years ago that the Rooney Rule... Um, the rule that they use in the NFL should be applied to academic medicine and academic surgery in particular. Um, if you thought some of the comments most recently about DEI efforts were are, are challenging and inflammatory now, you can imagine a decade ago. That being said, it still needed to be discussed. So I think the lens of who else is out there, let's reach a little further, not down, but out um, pertaining to candidates that we need to consider is probably the way that it, that it needs to go, Sanford, in my opinion. I think there also needs to be some um, accountability or some, um, you know, credence put on diversity initiatives, put on the diversity work that you may or may not be doing, or the diversity of your department, or the diversity of something because certainly if you've published 75 manuscripts in an abbreviated amount of time absolutely but the Rooney rule which we know doesn't work very well since there's not that many black you know um head coaches is also that they they just have to interview them they don't have to hire them and they don't have to actually think about them you know on the same level they have to interview them and so i think that still we're still in the same issue that if the white man or, or, you know, the, the white male chair is picking their successor or picking whoever it is, they're still going to gravitate towards the white male whatever. And so it, the Abuni rule, I think, is great, but it needs to go one step further. And, and I'm sure that that's not going to be incredibly popular out in the world, but, but it's true because we know that just interviewing them isn't enough because they're still not getting picked. Kind of amazes me. So these guys basically are saying the Rooney rule isn't. And by the way, the Rooney rule doesn't work in football because football's a meritocracy. Football, you have to be the best. Okay? You have to be the best at what you do. Now, they bitch and moan, oh, there aren't enough black coaches. 
Well, I mean, no, there are a lot of black coaches. Don't kid yourself. There are a lot of black coaches. There aren't enough black head coaches. Okay. So what? <laughs> the reason there are a lot is because they do interview these people and they realize these people aren't going to be the best and they hire the best. And that's how it works. And by the way, do you know how you so how how you solve this whole problem? If you're a black surgeon, do you know how you solve the problem of you not getting hired at Wake Forest? You be a better surgeon. You become a great surgeon. I also want to point out the fact that this guy actually wrote an article about how the Rooney Rule needs to be put into medicine. This was one of his 30 or 40 articles that he wrote. Really says something about this guy's uh, competency at medicine. I would not want this guy touch. I could be having a heart attack and I need a doctor to give me CPR and save my life and I would rather just wait for the paramedics. This guy, I would not trust to save my life. If he's writing medical articles in medical journals and he comes up with the Rooney rule in one of his articles, yeah, no, this guy's got some issues and I don't want him touching me. All right, and finally, um, thread 12. It's bad enough when teachers or government, this is 12 and 13, I'll just put them together because we're running late. It's bad enough when teachers or government bureaucrats talk like this. But valuing, but valuing intersectionality over merit can literally mean life or death in surgery. According to the recent John Hopkins study, medical error is the third leading cause of death in the United States. The only thing physicians should care about is competence. Anything else will get people killed. And this is absolutely true. And I got news to you, it's happening. It's happening. We're seeing it in the airline industry. We're now seeing it in the medical industry. And you, if you take quality life as important, which I do, the education industry ain't helping people, ain't helping kids either. Maybe if the education system were better in places like Baltimore, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, San Francisco, Portland, um, Seattle. Maybe those minorities would get, those people of color, excuse me, because technically I'm a minority now. Maybe those people of color will get better grades and be more competent to be surgeons. Then we don't have to worry about any of this. But we'll see. I hope you guys have a great day. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbass Talking Politics.